From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 206 for the week of October 17, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel Company and plan a perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Tony has a review of the infamous Blue Bayou, and Dizzer Taylor Roberts joins us to talk about his popular trip report. All of that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Diz Sports Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone. Howdy ho. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Hello. Hello. There it is. Okay, that's all for I was counting this time just to make Making sure, sure we're here. Yeah, make sure. Um, anybody that's have out. housekeeping? I do. Okay, cool. I'll let you um, go first this time. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, well, you and I went to Rancho Zocalo. We did go to Rancho Zocalo. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave the full review for Tony, but we had a, we tried a couple of the new things. Yeah, I tried a couple of the new things. I had the Guadalajara burrito or burrito Guadalajara. Um, and I liked it. I liked it. I usually get the enchilada, um, meal when I go because I really like enchiladas. But this burrito had a little bit of everything. It had chili verde sauce on the top of it. But it really, it was I not say carnitas burrito, right? Yeah, it was carnitas and, and they really tasted good. I wouldn't say that this was spicy, but it was flavorful. So I think you got I think you got the better deal because I got the pollo and mole, which was pollo basically the huh, which was basically the regular citrus chicken, um, beans and rice, lettuce, salsa, tortilla, and then they just poured some mole like sauce over the top of it, and then drizzled some sour cream sauce over the top. Um, it wasn't, you know, the, the menu says spicy chocolate peanut sauce, but I didn't, I, to me it wasn't very spicy. Um, there was a little heat at the end, but not really. I, I, I would have enjoyed more spice to it. Um, and also, you know, I I picture, picture chicken mole to be cooked in the sauce. Not just a half a chicken with sauce poured over the top of it. I was thinking more like because usually when they have chicken mole, it's kind of like um, shredded. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, it's shredded. It's yeah. pieces of chicken yeah. that's just yeah. in the mole sauce, and like you, <laughs> it, it, it looked like this little flayed little chicken with this poor little guy. He mm-hmm. just looks sad on there. One one thing that's not on the menu that I was surprised about is you do get two two little small tortillas with it. Which makes it nice. You can make little tacos or burritos with it. So yep, it's kind of cool. And then we shared a tres leches slate. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, tres leches cake. Um, you want to explain that to the non non Californian non Hispanic community? Yeah. <laughs> tres leches is it's it's three milks. So it's basically like a very moist, juicy um, cake that tastes kind of like whipped cream, maybe. Um, it's it's really good, Tom. I'm a texture guy. It's it's too much like bread pudding or something soggy like that for me. Yeah, it's a, definitely an acquired taste. Yeah. yeah. So See, three to me, milks. Like I, 
So is yeah. it like cow, goat, and moose, or what? <laughs> well, you know, when I hear three milk, I usually think of cow, goat, and sheep, and uh, cow, goat, and sheep for cheese. But as I don't know why they call it. Maybe it's because they just they put three it's dollops sweetened. of milk in it. It's just no. It's um, it's sweetened condensed milk is one of the milks. Oh. Regular milk, whole milk for another one, and I can't remember what the third one is. But it it distinguishes between the the different milk? processed. Oh, okay. Could it have been evaporated milk, evaporated condensed? Yeah, I think so. That sounds pretty much my childhood upbringing kind of milk that we had. But to me, it was it was really it was good. So. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed the burrito. It's not that I didn't enjoy the chicken. I just was expecting something different. Anyway, it, I yeah. mean, the chicken was good. It was it was moist and, and all that, but. Okay. And uh, were these menu items were they part of the Dia de los Muertos? Do you know, Tom, or is it this is a permanent this menu is, change? This is a permanent menu change. Okay. Edition. Okay, so the we, burrito was good. Yeah, and the burrito was less expensive too. Um, yeah. What were you going to say, Nancy? You had a rapid fire. I was going to say it's evaporated milk, condensed milk, and heavy cream. And the Nestle company claims to have helped the recipe evolve during World War II. Oh, Ooh, that's an interesting. Um, I have another kind, just a kind of a quick one. This okay. is of uh, the Haunted Mansion. They're adding things each week. They're adding 13 different items. Tom saw one of them in, in the seance room, right, Tom? Right. And um, so if you've already gone on the Haunted Mansion, go early because the lines are getting, they're pretty long in the afternoon. Um, I didn't even try it this weekend. There are just too many people. But if you well, can't I mean, go to it. It's going to be open through the end of the year, so you've got time. But it's kind of cool to go there and see what's new yeah. on there. And it's part of the 13-year um, celebration of the Haunted Mansion. Have you seen, what do you think of the new stretching room effect? It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> so, Have cool. you seen it, Michael? Yes, I have. What did you think of it? I enjoy it. I, I think some, I think when, oh gosh, I don't know how to say it without, there, I think there's an issue with proportions and I don't want to get into it okay. because I don't want to ruin it. I can see that. I can, and, I understand um, what you're saying. Yeah, but otherwise, it, it's interesting. I mean, I and and then did you notice in this in the portrait gallery? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I don't want to ruin that either for folks, but definitely take a good look at the portraits as you walk through the mansion. Um, I was, I had an issue recently with parking. Oh. I was, um, I had parked elsewhere. Let's just say it that way. Went into the parks, did what I was going to do, then left, went to check into a motel, and then I was going to come back to the parks and went to the Toy Story parking lot, handed him my annual pass, and he's like, have you been in the parks already today? I'm like, yes. It's like, oh, well, that when, for some reason, when you go into the parks, it blocks out your parking as if you had already used your parking. Huh. Has anybody else experienced this? No. Just a wacky thing that, okay, it's no. just me then. So he had to basically override. He didn't even give me a ticket. He just basically let me in because the system wouldn't let him issue me a parking 
because I had already used my annual pass in the park. How bizarre. Yeah. And nobody else is, is ever going to have this problem, I'm sure, but <laughs> it's just something to be aware of that, you know, if you had parked at your hotel or something in the morning and then went to the parks and then later on you want to use the Mickey and Friends or the, or the Toy Story parking lot, they may give you an issue. Have an issue hmm. with it. It's just I weird. think it's, yeah, I think it's one of those, those, uh, things where they're trying to keep people from sharing their annual pass to get free parking. But, well, I can, you know, I can understand you can only use it once a day, and you save your little ticket, but I hadn't used it. Right. Yeah, uh, it just makes it weird. Yeah. Um, any other housekeeping? Um, I have one. Go ahead. Well, this is the follow-up on our segment of Dapper Day, and I already, I already am putting together my costume for Dapper Day of February 23rd, Uh-oh. 2014, so we got to have a Dismeet. So have- Ooh. But um, I'm, I'm going to keep bringing that up. But uh, as part of the Dapper Day celebration, you, there are discount rates at the um, Disneyland Resort hotels. Um, you can um, get book uh, nights at the Grand Californian for $225 a night or at the Disneyland Hotel for $184 a night or at Paradise Pier for $169 a night. Um, the rates are good any night from February 19th through the 26th. And Dapper Days has arranged this. So you have to call Disney Group Reservations at 714-520-5005 and request the Dapper Day group rate. Or you can book online and we'll have a link to the Dapper Day site in our show notes, and you have to um, mention, like I said, the Dapper Day group rate. Um, the Disney sales site mentions convention registration, but that's not required for Dapper Day, and Disney's aware of that. So you can um, you can spend the night, you know, on property at some pretty good rates. That's right for Dapper Day. Cool. Um, I was talking to a cast member recently who was. Helping me out during the, during that uh, media event that we did a couple weeks ago, she mentioned a couple quick things that I I wanted to share. One is that she was telling me that um, they've expanded the locations where you can get funnel cakes. Did you check this out, Mary Jo? I wasn't no. able to. Okay, uh, there's. She told me that Hungry Bear now has funnel cakes, so you can get them at Stage mm. Store Cafe, or you can get them at Hungry Bear. So that's kind of cool because those are kind of. Time-consuming and, and always a big line to get funnel cakes. So, but the really interesting thing she, she told me, which she probably shouldn't have, but I won't mention <laughs> her name. Um, <laughs> she says something along the lines of, "I really like the effects that they're going to have regarding Frozen in Fantasy Fair." Huh? Oh Fun. So they're going like, to do a holiday gonna- feature. I'm like, oh, tell me more. Oh, no, I can't tell you anything else. Or are they going to do a story? I'm not sure. Um, uh, but but just watch for Frozen to be added to Fantasy Fair, either in the meet and greet or maybe some kind of snow effect, maybe a winter overlay. Not sure. Just saying. Yeah, or I'm wondering if they're just going to, you know, how they tell the Rapunzel story and right. the Bell story. I wonder if they'll tell the. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you never know, but that would be cool. They will be. They, you heard it here first. They will be part of Fantasy Fair. Wow. Um, any other That's housekeeping? Cool. Yeah, I've got one. You know, on our okay. fitness or on our 
healthier eating um, and choices segments. Mm-hmm. We've talked about, you know, walking around the parks and such. Well, um, the folks at KCET, which is our Los Angeles public television, contacted us and told us that one of their upcoming episodes in um, – on a new series called City Walk is going to feature um, an, a, a walkthrough of Disneyland. So I went and I checked it out, and it looks like it might have already aired. Okay. But the, if you want to see it, the full episode is available on their website. Cool. So if your um, if your public television um, is offering, possibly offering this show, because it, they're actually filming episodes of this all around the country in different cities, that um, maybe it hasn't aired yet or whatever, but you can actually go to the KCET website and see a walk through Disneyland. So if you've never been here, or you've never watched one of Tom's great videos on the Dis YouTube channel, <laughs> which we'll have a link to that Dis YouTube channel in our show notes, right, Tom? <laughs> Yes. We can put a link to this also. And I, I just thought it was pretty cool because, yeah. you know, we talk about walking around the parks and, and we talk about, you know, how we all would like to, you know, gain that exercise. Right. <laughs> so there Excellent. we go. Awesome. That's Thanks, mine. Uh, don't forget Podcast Cruise 5.0 coming November 30th, ni- uh, 19th. Wow. Flashback. Uh, November 30th, 2014, that's a trip on the Disney Magic to the Western Caribbean, a seven-day cruise. Um, I will put links to all that in the show notes. Also, don't forget about Dizapalooza, I don't know, what is this, 4.0, 3.0, I don't know, it's like the fourth or fifth one they've done. This is at Disney Hollywood Studios in Florida on December 6th of this year, 2013. Uh, close down the park, and we have two, two hours to ourselves and, what, 750 of your closest Diz friends in the Pixar Place area of Hollywood Studios. Also have links to that in the show notes. Uh, don't forget Chat Nights, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us, each individually, with our name at www.info.com, or a group email is dlpodcast at www.info.com. If you want links to anything we talk about, like the KCE whatever website, um, that is at disunplugged.com. You can also find links to all of our classic 200 episodes there. Um, any other any other housekeeping? Nope. Good. Okay. Well, I guess just a reminder about we want to get some Give Kids the World meets going. Yep. In um, California and and Arizona. Arizona. Nicole wants some help in Arizona. I'll put that link in the show notes again. Just for help for a Old West meet. Old. Southwest meet. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see more Diz meets out here in on the West. Right, so if folks are interested, send us an email, let us know. Okay, Excellent. so let me ask the team. Huh. Arizona's not that far from California. Who's Who would be willing to go to Arizona? I'd go. Oh, I'd totally yeah. go. Okay. Where in Arizona is this? Do we know? It's, it's, uh, there's only, it's a small state, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I don't, uh, Tombstone? Oh, I've been oh, there. Oh, Tombstone. I've been there, too. It's right by Tucson. There you go. Tucson. It's by Tucson, <laughs> Michael. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Thanks, folks. 
time for the news, Tony. Okay. A police and ho- the police and hotel have treated a fallen officer's visiting family. Benson Johnson's eyes lit up as a Garden Grove officer kneeled down to swear the six-year-old and the police force with a silver sticker badge. The police car that was awaiting was just like his dad's. It was in honor of Sergeant Derek Johnson killed in the line of duty last month. The Utah boy and his family got a special send-off on their Disneyland vacation with the help of the Ground Plaza Anaheim Resort and the Garden Grove Police Department. The 32-year-old officer had planned the California trip with his son, wife, and other family members several months ago. The plan was up in the air after Johnson was shot and killed September 1st while on patrol for the Draper Police Department in Utah. Ultimately, the family decided to go ahead with the trip. It's just important to keep on living, said his wife and Vincent's mother, Shante Johnson. It's what Derek would have wanted us to do. When the eight other family members in their group checked into the resort area hotel several days ago, the front desk staff at first believed the large group was heading to Disneyland for some celebration, said Maria Evans, director of sales and marketing. Instead, the family told them about their loss and how the trip had turned into a way to honor the fallen officer. Evans said staff immediately began thinking of what they could do to help make the trip memorable. Email started going out, she said. What can we do to really have a lasting impression? Benson was greeted with a belated birthday gift when he and his mother checked in Thursday night. On Friday, they were met with a special escort to the park. I'll be your personal chauffeur, joked Master Officer Adam Coffrin. The Garden Grove police officer, who typically works with the hotels in the area, met the family in a squad car to offer them a ride to Disneyland. Police received a call from the hotel Thursday night about the Johnson's trip, Coffrin said. Anytime you have a fallen brother, it doesn't matter the state or what city, we want to support the family and especially the kids as much as we can, he said. A tragedy in any police department hits close to home for officers, he added, and he hoped his presence would help family the family make some new good memories. It could be me tomorrow, he said. It could be me today. In the weeks since Johnson's death, his wife said the family has been moving one breath at a time. Her husband was a hard worker who loved being a police officer, Shante Johnson said, and he was devoted to his family. This is what the little boy wanted, and so he wanted to do it for Benson, she said. The six-year-old had enjoyed a visit to Legoland and was now excited for a chance to go trick-or-treating at Disneyland, she said. For her, the best part of the trip was spending time with loved ones. So there you go. That's the Disney difference. That's nice. Okay. And I guess this is a new story for me because it involves the art. Yes. Okay. (laughs) There's a new shuttle service offered between local venues and Anaheim Ducks games. Anaheim Ducks is the... It's a sports story. There you go. That's, That's why. The Anaheim Resort Transit has announced that a new shuttle service will be offered between local venues and Anaheim Ducks games. The Ducks Express will provide clean fuel shuttle service every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday when the Ducks are playing in Anaheim, courtesy of a funding grant they received from the South Coast Air Quality Management District. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Ducks hockey in Anaheim. We are excited to be able to provide free shuttle service for residents and guests to the Honda Center during weekend home games. We provided a similar service this year to Angel, Angel Baseball Games, and it was a huge success. I don't know was it a huge really? Success. I don't know. Said Diana Kotler, executive director of AT. More than 6,200 baseball fans boarded the Angels Express this season, and now it's time for our hockey fans to get on board. I don't, I guess a success, 6,200, okay. Funding for the Ducks Express was provided by the South Coast Air Quality Management District under a grant program aimed at reducing congestion and improving air quality. Shuttle service will be provided through ATN's natural gas-fired vehicles and will be available for the entire 2013-14 season. The Ducks Express will begin 90 minutes prior to the start of each scheduled weekend game. Hockey fans may board a return shuttle at the beginning of the third period. 
The Ducks Express will provide ATN shuttle service between downtown Disney, the Anaheim Convention Center, Anaheim Garden Walk, the Grove of Anaheim, the Anaheim Train Station, and the Honda Center. Shuttle service between the train station and the Honda Center will be available during all Ducks home games. Cool. So if you come into town and you want to see a hockey game, you've got free shuttle service on the weekends. Awesome. And that's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fires. Let's start with Michael. Well, just in time for the holiday season, J.C. Penney's launching 565 Disney stores within his stores. So we all know that J.C. Penney has been struggling the last couple of years. <laughs> so they're hoping that the Let's power... Let's not have any sales. Yeah. yeah, really. They're Bring back coupons. Yeah. They're hoping that the power of the mouse will lure shoppers back into its stores. So the company has partnered with Disney to open in-store boutiques that will sell clothes, toys, and other items based on characters hmm. from popular Disney films. So the, hundred, the 565 Disney shops have already launched, and they also opened an online Disney shop on their website last month. So these little Disney shops will occupy between 800 square feet and 1,100 square feet, depending upon the JCPenney location. Um, the merchandise on display will be dolls, figurines, apparel, plush toys, and sleepwares. And the items will draw inspiration from Disney films, including Monsters University, Tangled, and Toy Story. They're only going to have children's um, merchandise um, at this point. Nothing for adults. Wow. That's the problem with the Disney stores. Well, that's kind of what they did with the stores when they knocked them out. I wonder if they knew they were going to do this or if they were in discussions initially when they shut down all those Disney stores. Yeah, I don't know. Because this saves them rent. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting if if there's like our mall has a J.C. Penney, but also has a Disney store. If we we may not get this because we already have a Disney store. Oh, right. Yeah, I was wondering about that because we have a large mall um, in a in a town not far from here, and yeah, I was wondering if the J.C. Penney there would open up because there's a large Disney store. Um, in there as well. But, yeah, a D- a JCPenney executive said that Disney shops will be a major draw in our kids' department, offering customers an entirely new selection of high-quality gifts just in time for the holiday season. Ooh, very nice. So there you go. But this might bring Disney stores to, you know, areas where, um, you know, the Disney store just, you know, not a large enough population for a Disney store. Right. Yeah. So. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. Mary Jo? Well, I found a website called Viator or Viator, um, and it's pretty cool. It's called Viator. Viator. Thank you, Tony. No problem. Um, and I found this tour that I think is kind of cool called the Hollywood Hills Hiking Tour in Los Angeles. And this tour is two and a half hours. It <clears throat> takes you into the Hollywood Hills and offers the best views of Los Angeles. Um, and they have the tours in the afternoon or the sunset. The tour starts at the Greek Theater in Griffith Park, and it takes you up, I believe, to um, it, the trail overlooks the Los Feliz area, which mm-hmm. is, you can kind of see it in uh, on the Buena Vista Street in California Adventure, but uh, kind of give you an idea of the type of architecture there, and which a bunch of stars live in, and you see views of downtown Los Angeles, the Silver Lake and the San Fernando Valley, Forest Lawn Memorial Park, you, where um, Elizabeth Taylor and Michael Jackson are, 
are interned and also Walt Disney is there too. You also hike up to Mount Hollywood and you see downtown Hollywood, the Sunset Strip, Century City, and you see the, uh, you get a close, um, view of the Hollywood sign from this tour and you end up at the Griffith Park Observatory. The, I think I already said the tour is two and a half hours. The, it's a little bit pricey. It's 52.29. Um, and the tours either start at 10 a.m. or sunset and depends um, when you book the tour, they'll tell you what time to meet them because of course sunsets varies in the, depending what time of the year you go. Minimum of two people um, are asked to go on this tour. So I, from that, I take it to mean that you don't have to wait for other people to join you. So it might be a private tour or you'll go with other people. And the tour guide will give you history of Los Angeles and what you're looking at when you go on the tour. So I think it's kind of cool to go on this. I would definitely recommend the sunset hike. And if you go to this website, they also have other things to do tours in Los Angeles. Like they have helicopter rides. Um, they have um, balloon rides. They have one called the Amazing Los Angeles Race, which is a scavenger hunt. Um, it's a tour and a scavenger hunt all together. So there's a whole bunch of unusual type of activities to do here in Los Angeles for those who are going to come visit Disneyland and then also stay in the Hollywood area and are a little bit more active. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Um, author Mindy Johnson will be signing copies of her book, Tinkerbell and Evolution, on October 26th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Disney Anna Shop in Disneyland Park. Um, they call this book a full biography of Tinkerbell, but it's really uh, it's a history of Tinkerbell, her creation, going back to not just Disney, but back to the play and how she was represented there. Um, and then, of course, when with Peter, the Peter Pan movie of Disney, and she did tons of research on this. We actually heard from her at it was I think it was a Destination D event. Yeah. Um, and she was able to find that there was a you know this old she well she has some old sketches of Tinkerbell, but she was able to find the original um fa- uh, face model right. Right, for Tinkerbell. For Tinkerbell. Um, we all know that, uh, Margaret carries, like, the, the body model or, you know, that, the dance model, but she was able to find the face model of Tinkerbell. And, you know, so she did a ton of research on this. So if you're a fan of just the history of Tinkerbell or the history of Peter, the Peter Pan the movie, this is a really cool book. And again, she'll be signing copies on October 26th at the Disneyana shop. Um, yeah, it is fun. Nancy. Okay. You guys know how much I love, like, Amazon Local <laughs> and and some of the other deal sites Groupon. around. Yeah. Um, well, like Red Redbox. Redbox has some great discounts. Well, guess what popped up this week on Amazon Local? And it's good for another... Roscoe's? Actually, no. <laughs> It is good until the basically the end of this month. Okay. 
and it is one-way transport to or from Burbank or LAX airport by Meridian Luxury Ground Transportation, um, starting from $37, and it's a $75 value. Cool. So for 37 you get one-way transfer, airport transportation and a luxury sedan for up to, up to three people. Um, that's And then... Um, Let's see, six, or you can do $65, that's 130 value, for one-way transportation in a luxury SUV for up to seven people. So 37 for three people, 65 for up to seven. And it's a one-way trip to or from the airport. Um, and it's pretty cool. It's one voucher per individual slash group per trip. Reservations required 48 hours in advance. But And you can use it up until... Dun, 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 dun. It's a 20-mile radius, by the way, so you're definitely fine with going from LAX to Disneyland. And Oh, and it's an additional charge of $350 a mile after the 20-mile radius. Um you can use it all the way up until 180 days from the purchase date. Okay, so your trip's got to be coming up soon. Yeah, well, 180 days is still... Six months. Yeah, six months. So, you know, if you've got a spring trip, Christmas trip... Oh, there you go. You know, you... Heck, that's a... It's a really good deal when you consider how much airport transportation is. Yeah. This gives you a private vehicle. You don't have to do the van services. You don't have to take the bus or a cab. So Very cool. I thought it was kind of a neat deal. Yep. All right. Thanks, Nancy. Tony? Okay. Okay. We're going to go back to... San Diego? No. Oh. We're going to do another digital one. Okay. Okay, so Disney has an app called Story. Mm-hmm. Have we discussed that before? I don't know that we have. Mm, I don't okay, think so. Good. No. This and, must be a new um, one. Yeah, well, I guess they've updated it, or it's a new app. I'm not sure exactly they've which. They've updated it. Okay, yeah, they've updated it. Yeah. And um, so if you want to capture photographs in a Disney park, the Disney characters, the attractions, and the food, but you want to share them in a way that's more fun and interactive than uploading them just to an album or Facebook, you can try their app Story, a digital storytelling app for iPhone and iPod Touch that will turn your photos and videos into compelling personal narratives, in air quotes. The app provides an easy-to-use experience that automatically assembles photos and videos into shareable narratives based on time and location and is available for free. But they've updated it with more features, which include premium animated Disney themes exclusive to this app. So now you can customize your stories with um, collectible animated Disney themes, uh, including a Disneyland Resort theme which you have to pay for in-app. Um, other new Disney themes include Cars, Little Mermaid, Mickey Mouse's Croissant de Triomphe, and ESPN Sports Center. In terms of music, you can add a story, a soundtrack from their music library, including Disney music classics from Toy Story, Up, Finding Nemo, and Cinderella. And um, enhanced sharing, you can now use their in-app tools to support social networks like Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. And an email, so you can share it directly with friends and family. And they've improved their Facebook compatibility. But there you go. If you want to share your stuff through this free app and get it all Disneyfied. Disneyfied, nice. Is that 
different or the same as that one app we talked about on the show like about six months ago? Yes. Yes. It was... (laughs) No, it was, it was kind of similar. You take pictures and then you can, you can, um, doctor them up with stuff. Kind of like you can on the Disney. I don't have my phone with me, otherwise I'd tell you the name of the app. Yeah, I, I know which one you're talking about, where you can add frames and yeah. things like that. That's that, I think that's that's Memories HD, isn't it? Yes, yes, that was the name of the app. Yeah, that's different. So they've basically taken that and gone a couple step farther, steps farther with the net purchases then. Yep. Interesting. Awesome. Thank you, Tony. Time for the thread of the week, Mary Jo. Okay, we, this week's thread comes from Shruli. And she's from Minnesota. She's been a member since 2005. And her question is, what is really the best time to visit? In general, in my online reading, think little articles titled the best time to visit Disneyland, I kept reading what a great month October was to visit. Low crowds, nice weather. Great, I thought. We had a long weekend off school that month and thought it was a great time to visit. Except when I started to read people's reports and posts about their actual October trip, it seemed woefully crowded, like people compared it to summer crowds. The weekend we were hoping to go for was the worst. Evidently, our school break coincides with the school break in Utah, and people from Utah fled Disneyland that weekend. So now it's back to the drawing board. What is a good month or time to visit? We've been spoiled with low crowds our last couple of Walt Disney World visits. Plus, I'll have a two-year-old, so I really would like a time with lower crowds. We're looking at next fall or winter, we don't start school until a Thursday after Labor Day, etc., etc. She's also asking if maybe September, November, January, she's looking for anything. So before I read the responses on the board, I wanted to go around our California and ask you guys, when do you think is the best time to visit? It depends on what you want. I mean... She wants low crowds. She wants to have a great time. Really, what she wants are low crowds, <laughs> she wants long everything. hours. Yeah, no, she... Yeah, <laughs> all, the, that, all the attractions that, working. That's... Yeah, she's not going to get she, that. And she wants specifically fall or fall, winter, right? She's looking for fall, winter. Um, they, they could go at the end of August, beginning of September, or they could go in November or January. Um, January is usually not a bad time. January is a great time. Yeah. You want to go between holidays. You definitely don't want to pick a holiday weekend. In fact, like that first week, you know, that first week of December. First week in December would be good because it's right after Thanksgiving, and then you get the best of the the holiday decorations. If you want that, if you want in fall, I'd say the first week of September. Second yeah, I was September. I was there at the end of September. It was great. Weather was wonderful, and there were no crowds. Yep. I mean, yeah, and like, like you were kind of alluding to, if you come a slow time of the year, you're going to encounter refurbs, rehabs, and mm-hmm. shorter hours. And I think that even I think this year I was really surprised that in August they started the refurbishments. I mean, this past summer. They started the refurbishments at the end of August, which to me is still peak time, but I guess yeah. not to Disneyland. Yeah. So if I think personally, if you know the dates that she said, if we have another mild 
kind of a mild summer like we did this year, I would recommend like the last week in August just because they have long days yeah. um, and long hours and they can, if they, she has small children, she can go back to the hotel and rest and then come back to the parks and finish yeah, out her day. I mean, if she, if she has to work around school holidays, Labor Day weekend would be the time. Because the crowds this Labor Day weekend were nothing. Yeah, it's, they weren't really big, right? You, you just right. have to you just have to plan your touring based on what what it's going to be. I mean, you just deal. Yeah. All, yeah. And also go on to Disneyland.com and check the blackout dates for the various passes because yeah. you know on the blackout dates, you know, there's going to be less crowds. Yep. That's a really that's really good advice because um, I think it does make a, a big impact. Going on a blackout day when you have less, uh, annual less, holders. yeah, less annual pass yeah. holders in the park. Heck, half marathon day is a great, half marathon weekend's great because the, the race really doesn't affect the population in the park at all. You've got people who want to stay away from the place because they don't want to fight the, uh, fight the Anaheim traffic blocks for the races. What, what, what's the consensus on the boards? Um, we had, uh, Usually they're saying, people were saying the week after Labor Day uh-huh. uh, was good and mid to late January is good. Um, some people saying after Halloween and the beginning of November was also um, a good time to go. Right. Uh, yeah. two-day period between Halloween and Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, between, uh, between, between Halloween and Christmas. And Christmas. Yeah. Two days, is, you're being okay, literal no, no, there. I'm serious because... Yeah. Yeah, Halloween goes to November fourth or November third, and November eighth the parade starts and fireworks starts. Yep. Parade tapings right after that, and then then Winter Dreams premieres November fifteenth. Yep. Can't wait for that. Yeah, I, I think with the popularity of Halloween, October has just become. Um, just busy, and I just well. It's also weekend, hard because you've got all the Halloween parties and short hours for that, so that kind yeah. of affects touring too. And like she said in her post, you have people who are off of school, so they come for the yeah for the. Week. I, I will say that I went to the Jamboree area for the Halloween. Oh my gosh, it's so cute! It is. They did a really good job this year with with the Jamboree area. We were so, loving it last uh, last uh, Sunday. Anyway, but if you would like to participate in the thread, um, either with a response or read some of the other responses and get ideas for yourself, the thread is called "What is really the best time to visit?" and this is by Shirley on the Disneyland board. Awesome, thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Dis Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.